Hello, friends. Welcome to this, the very final edition of Sustainability Now for 2021. We are bidding adieu to another year here on Forward Radio, made possible entirely by your sponsorship. This is a listener-sponsored community radio station. And hey, it's still the season of giving in my mind. So why don't you go to forwardradio.org and click on Donate, and maybe you could sponsor an entire day's broadcast for just 20 bucks here on Forward Radio. And we're also volunteer powered maybe 2022 will be your year to get more involved in your community we need help behind the scenes and behind the microphones if you've you've been sitting nurturing this idea for a great show or podcast that you want to do this is your home we've got the resources for you we can get you trained get you in the studio and on the air right away here at forward radio so go to forwardradio.org and click on participate uh, today and become a part of our station Uh, well what we're going to do here on the very final uh, Sustainability Now of 2021 is talk to somebody who hasn't been on the show yet, but I've been wanting to get on for a while to talk about the year in review and the year ahead. Her name is Sarah Flarsheim tyler Welcome, Sarah. Thanks for having me. Uh, Sarah is uh, uh, our volunteer program coordinator for Louisville Metro Parks and Recreation. She's on the community engagement team of Louisville Metro Parks. Is that is, how big is this team? Is um, it... We are six very scrappy individuals. Yeah, you are. Yeah. I love the way Sarah works. I, I first got introduced to her uh, doing tree plantings in this past year, 2021. Uh, and she coordinates a whole bunch of stuff, not just tree plantings. And if you want to play along, at home and learn about some of these opportunities, the easiest thing to do is go to a wonderful website called bestparksever.com. Easy to remember. <laughs> Easy to remember, right? Uh, how did that come about? We, we're known, Louisville's known for its great parks, right? Yeah. Um, the, the best parks tagline i think we were just looking for an easy to remember url and and what's easier than the truth best parks ever <laughs> boom it's like <laughs> you just dropped the bomb it's awesome uh so yeah bestparksever.com or they can also call a phone number right is during business hours kind of thing yeah monday through friday you can call 502-574-PARK p-a-r-k uh and learn about opportunities and more about your parks as well so tell us about what you do sarah so yeah, I'm the the volunteer coordinator, um, and we have volunteer opportunities across our entire department, and we do a lot. Everything <laughs> from tree plantings, of course, the environmental side. We also have the recreation side, so sports, oh. activities for youth and seniors. Because this includes community centers? Includes community centers. Wow. Um, we have a dedicated arts center and a dedicated senior center as well. Senior center? I yeah. didn't know about that. Wilderness Road Senior Center. It's a what? great place to go. What? Where is it? Um, it is... Oh, what neighborhood is it in? South Louisville. South Louisville? Okay. Um, And yeah, they have programs throughout the day, specifically for seniors, by seniors. Um, Exercise, crafts, hanging out. They are constantly playing bingo there, and I'm really jealous. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So it's a lot of fun. Um, We also have the Iroquois Amphitheater. Oh, my gosh. We have volunteers that usher there. Right. Yeah. For, see shows for free? See is shows that, for free. Oh, man. This is what I'm going to do in my retirement. I'm just going to do yep. nothing but usher. So, yeah. It really, like, no matter what your interest is, there's there's some way you can volunteer. Yeah. Wow. But, of course, Louisville Metro Parks has a staff, too, right? And you mentioned mm-hmm. just the community engagement team is six people. How big is the whole staff? Um, Ideally about 350. Whoa. 
Oh. Yeah, that's that's summertime when we've got seasonals too. Yeah. Um, but we yeah we've got a pretty big staff running around the city. That is because am- how many parks are there? 120 plus. Wow, 120 parks, and that's the whole county, mm-hmm. all over. Now there are some other. Tell us about like where does things like the Parklands fit in here? Is that so, a metro yeah. park? Or? It is. It's not a metro park. The Parklands. Um, is is privately or nonprofit run. Okay. Um, Waterfront Park also is not part oh, yeah. of yeah, not part of the bubble. So those hundred and twenty parks exclude some like pretty big ones. Uh, yeah. Um, and I definitely encourage folks to head to the website. There's a really cool interactive map where you can find the one the park is near you, but also you can explore all of those 120 parks. Right. But in, it also includes lots of little fun pocket parks yeah. like Nanger Park and yep. things like that that people may not realizes even like an official metro park if you haven't been to nattinger park you should stop by (laughs) eat a sandwich there yeah totally (laughs) yeah grab a piece of pizza from the post and like walk around the corner it's right there i love it (laughs) (laughs) share your pizza with the squirrels in nattinger park yep (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome um so wow so so many opportunities and probably one near where you live Mm -hmm. where the other neat thing about volunteering is sometimes it gets you out into places you've never been before i'm sure there's all kinds of parks people have never even been to do you Mm -hmm. have a favorite Ooh, Ooh. it's always a tough question picking your favorite my default favorite park is hounds lane park oh so Um, you've never been where is that it's if you've been to ep tom sawyer state park okay yeah. It's like right across the street. It's not huge, but it looks like a Hallmark Christmas card just year oh, wow. round. It's beautiful. It's got uh, a fork of Beargrass Creek that runs through it, just Ooh. like a little creek, and it's very flat. And so it's just this like flat field with this curving, winding creek through oh, it, wow. and this old wrought iron like um, bridge that grows across the creek. Really? It's, yeah, it's picturesque. Wow, that's so, okay. I got to get out there someday. It. That's right. You reminded me. We have state parks in our county yeah, too. Yeah, we have state parks too. And do you coordinate volunteering with state parks or these private parks at all, or they do they do their own thing? They they do their own thing, but there's a lot of overlap between yeah. passionate environmental volunteers. So okay. we have a lot of like serial volunteers that will serve. They'll go plant with trees. Louisville, come plant with us. They'll head over to the state <laughs> park, clean up some litter. You know, roam around. Yeah, um, it's okay. a great way to get out. Once you get started, it's like hard to stop. <laughs> I know, because <laughs> <laughs> everybody wants an excuse to get outside or get with community that they. They wouldn't otherwise get with like these youth sports programs or the seniors like you mentioned um and then the other last thing i want to mention that, that was in my mind coming into this is there's a huge crew of volunteers and staff doing the olmstead parks conservancy so mm-hmm. tell us about the interplay there they're like a nonprofit, right that helps out in all of our parks in jefferson county so how do you coordinate with them so yeah the olmstead parks conservancy is one of our closest nonprofit allies in the community and they're focused on the 18 historic olmstead parks so these parks were designed by frederick law olmstead um who if you don't know he designed central park in new york so very famous landscape architect and our central park yes and our central park (laughs) in louisville he's olmstead is known as the the father of landscape architecture so he's a big deal um he came to louisville and designed our our original park system which includes cherokee shawnee seneca and Iroquois Park is like the crown jewels yeah. and some connecting smaller parks. Yeah. Totaling the original 18. Um, and the parkways. And the parkways. So, yeah, Eastern Parkway, Algonquin Parkway, Northwestern Parkway, they are strategically designed where if you drive down them, you'll run into a park. Yeah. That's the goal. <laughs> um, and so, Olmsted Parks Conservancy um, is the nonprofit partner that is specifically looking at those historic parks, um, and their volunteers serve in those parks. Uh, and they are a great. 
um, partner with the community that helps ensure those parks are up to snuff um, yeah. and that the, the history behind them is still valued and, and paid attention to with future planning. Okay. Huh. So yeah, their their volunteers kind of fall in our bubble. Yeah, yeah. In a, in a way, does do the other parks that aren't the Olmstead parks need more attention from your crew or? So, they they do receive a little more attention. Yeah, we okay. have a couple other nonprofit partners with different focuses. Yeah. So um, the Parks Alliance of Louisville. Oh, that's what I wanted to ask about too. The yeah, Parks Alliance. Yeah. The Parks Alliance um, helps raise funds for the other. 120 minus those 18 oh. parks. If my brain was faster, I'd do the math for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then we also have um, Wilderness Louisville, which works with Jefferson Memorial Forest oh. to raise funds for our natural areas and our trails. Right. right. So is Jefferson Memorial Forest considered one park? Technically, yes. In your, in your listing of all those 120? Yeah. Okay. That's just one. It's massive. Wow. Yes. Man, I just, my mind reels at the thought of the volunteer opportunities there. I mean, mm -hmm. trail maintenance and stuff like that. Yeah. Does, does that fall under opportunities people can learn about it? We Best have Park a trail ever? team. Yeah, we have a trail team out at the forest. Okay. Um, I would rank that as the most hardcore volunteer opportunity we have. Because <laughs> um, they're the folks, ready. like anytime you go on a hike from now on, I want you to just appreciate every time you cross a wooden bridge. Right. Someone had to bring that wood into the woods. That wasn't helicoptered in. It was not helicoptered. Someone physically carried that <laughs> into the woods to build a bridge for you what does that look like i've always wondered do they use any kind of wheeled cart or backpacks or horses or what How does some that work? yeah some places you can get like a, a gator or a skid steer to carry stuff but a lot of it is just manpower wow. elbow grease wow that is hardcore wow yeah and the volunteer opportunities you have are pretty much year-round i mean it slows down a little in this time of year i'm sure things definitely slow down in the winter um the, the summer or peak months, we've got stuff going on all the time. Um, in the winter, we're more focused on tree planting um, and winter sports. As we get into the spring, especially like March and April, things will really pick up. Um, as the weather gets nice, more people are in the parks and more people leads to more interesting things yeah. happening. Yeah. Okay. And so if people are thinking about making a New Year's resolution to get more involved, they can go to bestparksever.com. And they can sign up mm -hmm. to sort of you like register as a general volunteer. Mm -hmm. And then I discovered I get suddenly get a weekly email from you. right? Yes. Um, I send out or try to send out a weekly email. Some weeks there's not a whole lot happening. Sure. Um, but I try to make it super easy. Um, so even if you're you sign up and you're you're super interested in basketball we got basketball coming up so we got some new volunteers signed up to coach um, and that's what you're most interested in my weekly emails cover everything across the board so you'll get information about things you might not have originally even known Which that is we did cool. yeah <laughs> that's and the there, goal <laughs> there's an app too for those who are more tech savvy than me yes um, <laughs> so we use my impact um which the the website's myimpactpage.com is where volunteers go to log in but there's also an app called the my impact app if you're a phone user, phone lover, it's a pretty excellent app, which is unusual for something <laughs> like a volunteer program. <laughs> cool. It's not It's not unique to Louisville Metro Parks. It is not. Yeah, um, okay. What's really cool about it is the health department, for example, oh. uses the same app. So you can register at Parks and Public Health and Wellness, oh. and it all appears in the same spot for you. Wow. Yeah. So that's where you can learn about opportunities, but also where you could log your hours? Yes. Is that how that works? You can, um, when you create a volunteer account, it'll list all of our opportunities for you, so you can sign up for whatever you're interested in. 
Um, you can complete training online, like youth protection policy training oh. for our community centers, all in one spot. Um, and then if you volunteer on your own, like in the summer, you decide to walk your dog and clean up some trash along the way. Yeah. You can log those service hours through my impact. Oh, wow. Um, and you might be asking yourself, why is logging hours important? Yeah. Do I get, are there prizes involved? <laughs> no prizes, but. Awards? Do I, you have an award for the best volunteer? We do. We do. Um, Give out awards for okay. volunteers. Okay. But most importantly, logging volunteer hours helps us apply for grants and outside funding. Right. So when you log hours, just imagine like cash money, dollar mm. signs in your eyes. Mm. You are helping fund new playgrounds right. and new park lamps and all that good infrastructure that you love. Because that can be considered for grants, that can be considered like a local match, right? Yes. And those volunteer hours count for something. Mm -hmm. They and, count for a lot. Yeah. Wow. But that's that's not the only way hours are recorded. You keep yeah. track as well, right? Yeah. When you volunteer with a group, we record it for you. Okay. So really, you only if you're out cavaliering by yourself, so you have to keep track. Yeah. Hauling in that footbridge on your own just because yep. you want to. <laughs> just because yeah. you're feeling like it. <laughs> well, that's cool. So people can sign up for that app, too, at bestparksever.com. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Wow. So many ways to learn about this and get involved. Oh, and there's a podcast, too, that people can find there, right? Mm -hmm. Tell us about that. Um, so, yeah, we've got social media and a podcast uh, on our website. So if you're interested in learning more about parks and recreation and kind of what goes on behind the scenes, definitely come check us out. Um, yeah, we've got that podcast where we interview uh, different staff members and talk about what they're working on, um, what they do like in their role. Um, we have an aquatics manager, for example. Someone you might have never even thought about in the Parks and Recreation umbrella, but... Does that mean they manage the pool or yep. what? He manages okay. pools and Mary T. Aquatic Center. Yes. So um, learn a little bit behind the scenes there. And then we also have social media. We're at Lou KY Parks on oh. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All the same. Wow. I've never been to the aquatic center. Is is it open during pandemic or? Uh, it shut down for a little bit, but we are back open. Back open. You and get it... your own lane when you swim. Really? Yeah. You don't have to share a lane. You don't have wow. to share. Wow. And that's open year round? Mm-hmm. Mary T is inside, so. Wow. It's nice. And that's over by the Crescent Hill Reservoir. Yes. There Just on, around the corner. On, off of Frankfurt Avenue, right? Mm-hmm. And is it open seven days a week kind of thing, you know? Uh, I believe so. The wow. hours have kind of shifted a little bit yeah. due to pandemic times, okay. but um, right. you can get all that information just on Google Maps. Yeah. It's there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm talking today with Sarah Flarsheim-Tyler. She is the volunteer program coordinator on the community engagement team with Louisville Metro Parks and Recreation. You can learn more about the opportunities to get involved at bestparksever.com or 502-574-PARK. Uh, so you've been keeping track of hours in mm -hmm. 2021. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the accomplishments since we're doing year in review here for the year? Yeah. So it's it's been another very interesting year <laughs> thanks to the ever-present coronavirus. Yeah. Um, and, and we haven't been able to have volunteers together the whole year. Um, but we have had almost 700 volunteers serve this year. Unique individuals. Unique individuals. And like me, they're all unique. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All of them are unique. Yeah. Some of them stopped by just to volunteer once with okay. a, a group project. Like we have great partners with Humana and oh. Norton Healthcare who come. They'll do a, a one day project. Um, sure. And then we have awesome volunteers like you. Yeah. Who the cereal ones? We eat a lot of volunteers. cereal and then we come play trees. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so of our serial volunteers, we've had almost 150 folks. Wow, um, that's cool. Yeah. 
And, and in total, if I remember correctly, that was almost 3,000 hours of volunteer service. 3,000 um, or? Wow. Yeah. Wow. All right. Go so volunteers yeah. for 2021. Kicking butt. Um, do you all like have goals for each year? Like does the, the, the department say, okay, we want to increase our volunteer participation by X percent this year. Or we want so many hours or anything like that. Um, we have historically. Yeah. Again, Corona has kind of right. made that <laughs> I imagine. challenging. Um, but one of my big goals is to increase our number of serial volunteers. Yeah. Um, because we have a lot of interested community members and yeah. just finding those folks and connecting them with how they are interested in helping and, and finding their skill set. Right. Um, it's, it's a powerful tool. We've yeah. gotten some awesome community members involved, mm -hmm. um, just by making it easier. And this all came up for me when I was on furlough, which is maybe a reality that some of our listeners are facing during these pandemic times, uh, where, you know, I wasn't able to do my normal job. Maybe it's not a furlough. Maybe it's another reason, right? Uh, and suddenly I had all this time and I was like, oh, well, hey, I didn't even know that Metro Parks was looking for volunteers to help plant trees. You know, I, I plant trees with Louisville Grows and I plant trees with the folks in old Louisville who organize some tree planting sometimes and things like that. But it's so satisfying that I was like, well, this and it's I guess it was a new thing. So mm -hmm. tell, we haven't even talked yet about the tree planting program. Tell us about that new program. Yeah. So community forestry um, used to be under a different division of Metro Louisville. Was it in the Office of Sustainability it was. back then? Okay. Um, okay. And they primarily bought the trees and used contractors to help plant them. Okay. Um, and it moved from the Office of Sustainability under Parks and Recreation, where we already have awesome volunteers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Including some volunteers who have been planting trees in parks historically. Right. And we said, we want to make this a thing. It, it, Trees Louisville does it. Louisville Grows does it. Right. We have a lot of passionate tree planting folks in the community. Yeah. Let's let's see if we can make it work. Um, and so our goal this year of our, I think, 2,000 trees we're trying to plant, our goal is for 500 of them to be planted by volunteers nice. in the Central Business District. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's been so satisfying yeah. to come right downtown in our you know urban core, concrete jungle, whatever you want to call it, all the paved parking lots and, and buildings, of course, and road, really wide roads yeah. and all that. Uh, and some just, I, it's so heartbreaking to see the empty tree wells, you know, you know, there used to be a tree there. It's a hard place for a tree to grow, but so valuable to mm -hmm. have that green, green space and, and so a little bit of wildlife habitat, maybe in our urban core to just sustain us all. Right. Um, so I, it seems like that's been the goal of the, the central business district planting is to really hit those streetscapes, right? Yeah. Um, central business district, when you look at the urban heat Island map of Louisville is just a big red dot. Cause it is, it's a concrete jungle down yeah. here. Um, and so we're, we're focused on downtown this year, trying to get more trees in the ground, fill every available spot. Um, and then our plan is to kind of circle out in Louisville and hit the surrounding neighborhoods around downtown and work our way strategically yeah. around the city. Wow. Okay. So is in 2022, do we have target areas for tree plantings yet? Um, that is a question for Barry Edgar, <laughs> yeah. our arborist. But I've heard Phoenix Hill drops, name drops. Oh, um, that's a good spot too. So yeah, yeah we're, we're looking kind of in those areas. Wonderful. Okay, getting closer and closer to my own house. And... Yep. <laughs> we'll get it. We'll get to everybody. It just might take a couple yeah, years. <laughs> Be patient. Actually, we did a Paris Town tree planting this year, so yep. it was right on my block. I can't complain at all. Oh, that was so satisfying. I, You know, I just put one of those pictures in my holiday letter, you mm -hmm. know, 
know, mm-hmm. I, I put a bunch of pictures to share with family and friends, right? And just the greening up of our own block was definitely a highlight for 2021. Yeah. Um, and you've actually just reminded me, neighborhood associations can apply for trees from right. community forestry. So if you live in a neighborhood and you're walking down the street and saying, we could have more trees, talk to your neighborhood leaders and have them reach out. Um, and they can get free trees for you all to plant in your uh, right of ways. And it's like up to 50 trees yeah. per neighborhood association. It's, it's a lot of trees. Does the neighborhood association get to pick what kind of trees in, in, in cooperation with the city? We we normally send a short list of yeah. trees. Yeah, um, okay. And it does depend on your area, like what kind of habitat you've got. If you've got power lines, for example, we'll yeah. give you small trees so right. you don't have to worry about them um, growing into your power lines. Right, right. Um, but yeah, we've got some suggested species that uh, neighborhoods can kind of pick and choose from. And it, and it's it has to be a neighborhood association, right? This can't just be like a couple neighbors who want to do this. Yeah, we, you got to work through your neighborhood association and make a formal request online. Is that how it works? Yeah. Um, and if you don't have a neighborhood association, I know there's like a couple outliers in yeah. Louisville. Um, definitely, like talk to your neighbors and get together, and we can try and figure okay. out make it work. Um, okay. Work with your council person, and and we'll. We'll get you trees. And what you're committing to do is to help plant them. Yes. Um, or do all the planting. I mean, does the city come help with that? Um, we ideally will train some leaders how to plant, and then you all will host a neighborhood planting. Okay. And is there restrictions about where you can plant those trees? Do they have to be in sort of the street yeah, zone? Yeah, our, our trees have to be in the public right-of-way, which yeah. is also known as the devil strip or that little <laughs> that little space between the sidewalk and the road. Oh. Um, that, like, last little two feet, that's where our trees go. And there are neighborhoods that don't have that space. There are. What about cutting curb cuts? Is that something that people can do? That's a great question. I yeah, don't know okay, the I'm answer. Okay, I'm getting way into the weeds on yep. it already. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had answers for you. We'll reach out to... Uh, to our, our urban forestry team. Also, bestparksever.com. Click on forestry, and it's okay. got all that good info. And you can get up to 50 trees, but you don't have to plant 50 if you just want 10 or whatever. Yeah. They'll work with you on that. That's we such an exciting opportunity. <laughs> is, I've always wondered, is there a deadline to make this request? Or is it just sort of rolling? Kind of rolling, though we, we will run out of trees... In April. We want all our trees in the ground by April. Okay. Um, trees get very unhappy when you try and plant them when it's hot. We so. did that in my neighborhood in May, and it was unsuccessful in one instance. All the other trees seem to have survived. Yep. But, yeah, <laughs> it can get, get rough if you get in towards the hot weather. So mm-hmm. now now is prime yeah. tree planting time. It is. You know, and the ground never really freezes solid here. Like, you can pretty much plant trees any time of the year, uh, any time <laughs> of the winter or late fall early spring kind of season mm-hmm. uh and you'll have much better luck if you do it now than if you try when most people are thinking about this right when yep. everything's popping out and green it's already a little too late uh because you want that tree in sort of a dormant state right yes yeah sleepy trees are happy sleepy trees, trees are happy <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and where do all these trees come from? So we uh, purchase trees from nurseries sort of around the region. Um, early but Metro Parks has a nursery. We do have a nursery. Um, in Seneca Park, we've got a tree nursery. Yeah, I've seen it. Um, yeah. And we are unfortunately only able to fit, I think, under 1,000 trees in there, okay. which sounds like a lot, but we're trying to plant more than that 2, every year. 2,000 a year, right? Yeah. And it takes a long time to grow trees. Yeah. Um, but in the tree nursery, we have actually a couple tree experiments happening oh. um, with some trees from warmer climates oh. that we're growing. Getting ready to get for a, the inevitable climate change, We're trying change, to right? do a little climate change mitigation and experimentation there. Um, 
so that's that's really cool um wow can, can you name any of those by any chance do you know what these warmer trees are that we might one day be able to grow here <laughs> the only ones <laughs> i shouldn't that, be excited about this the only ones that stick out of my head is we've planted a couple redwood species oh wow in, really yeah in some of the parks um wow. already just trying to see will they make how it? they do yeah, yeah yeah interesting okay so the the parks we're planting on the street as volunteers probably not coming from our own metro yes, nursery they're they... coming from area nurseries mm-hmm. and they're pretty big like these trees are what five years old or something yeah two inch caliber trees so yeah. that's two inches in diameter at breast height for right. anyone who wants to know right nice um, thick tree mm-hmm. satisfying to get it in the ground and yeah see that streetscape just green up immediately uh especially we, we planted one just uh, on jacob street right recently within the last month or so that was still green yes <laughs> it was so cool to see yeah uh of course there are some evergreens too i don't know how much you deal with that i know i've done some of those plantings with green heart the green mm-hmm. heart project they do a lot of evergreens because they're really focused on filtering out particulates from the air right and that's mm-hmm. a nice thing to have year round but um yeah you'll you'll learn all kinds of tree species you remember what's a fringe tree like <laughs> yeah every time i'm planting i'm always looking at the tag and seeing what are we doing today and i learn I learn all kinds of things about trees. So I encourage people to get involved. Um, I'm sure we don't have the date set for our next community tree planting, but if you go to bestparksever.com and sign up, then you'll, you'll get the word directly from Sarah, right? About Mm -hmm. that. Um, So, you know, there's there's other kinds of digging in the dirt that happens, too, with your volunteers, right? So tell us about the Community Growers Program. Yeah, so the Community Growers are actually new since COVID. This group oh. came out of COVID, which oh. is unusual for people that gather. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this is a, a group of volunteers that help take care of our community center gardens. Um, so we have environmental education programs that happen in our community centers focused on gardening, nutrition, where food comes from. Um, And a goal is to have a garden where kids and community members can go and interact with nature that they can replicate in their own yard. Wow. So our first real focus was the Portland Community Center. And we built a garden that has a vegetable garden section, a pollinator garden section, um, and an herb garden section. Nice. And we did it for like $15. (laughs) (laughs) So that I love it. when when we talk to people who come to the garden, it's it's easy to say you can do this too. We got seeds from the dollar store. Yep. If you haven't been to the dollar Dollar Tree in the in the spring, <laughs> definitely head there. They've got baskets of seeds for a dollar, and they wow. are they're quality seeds. Wow. Nice. Um, we use reclaimed lumber to make raised beds. The whole the whole nine yards. Wow. Um, so yeah, these volunteers they're very innovative. They're very dedicated. Um, and if you're interested in learning more about gardening. Um, whether it's vegetable gardening or pollinator gardening for birds and insects, definitely come join our volunteer group. Oh, wow. So tell me more about the community centers. Wait, how many are there? Are there six or something like that? So we have, I think, 10 at the last count. Ten. Not counting Metro Arts Community Center or Wilderness Road Senior Center. Okay, um, okay. And they're kind of dappled throughout yeah. Jefferson County. And all of them have gardens or not yet. you're working towards that? We're working towards it. Okay. <laughs> And who does the programming? Is that with extension or? So we have um, our ECHO program, which is Engaging Children Outdoors, run out of the forest. So they um, do programs at Jefferson Memorial Forest, like rock climbing, archery, guided hikes, super nature things. But then they're also taking those programs to our community centers for kids and families that might not have access to the forest itself. Wow. And they're coming and doing some gardening in our communities mm-hmm. with kids and everybody. Is it just for children or? Mostly for children. Okay. But yeah. 
you know, if you're interested, cool. let us know. And then the volunteers help sort of get things set up and tend it mm -hmm. when the programming isn't happening kind yes. of thing. Yeah. Um, lots of weed pulling. Oh, happens. yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so do you need to be an experienced gardener or do you sort no. of learn from each other kind of thing? Learn from each other. Um, I mean, gardening, I think for everyone, and the more experienced you are gardening, the more you know, it is trial and error. And yeah, you is. never know what's going to happen. <laughs> so um, if you've never even touched dirt before, we encourage you to come volunteer and, right. and learn a little bit. It's it's baby steps for everybody. And the nice thing is you don't need your own tools or even gloves, right? No, you don't need anything. You just show um, up. You just show up. We are we are in the business of elbow grease at Parks and Recreation. If you bring the elbow grease, we'll bring everything else. Yeah, yeah, it's a great operation, at least on the tree planting side is what I've seen. <laughs> like, it, it, there's so much going on. It's a, you're always planting with staff uh, and not just volunteers. And uh, there's mulching happening and water watering, and we get it done. It's mm -hmm. it's so satisfying. Uh, well, tell me, too, about the Park Ambassador Program. What is that? So the Park Ambassador Program has been on hold because of COVID, uh -huh. but hopefully we'll restart this spring. Um, and our Park Ambassadors are volunteers who help lead projects in a park that they kind of adopt as an individual. Um, and then they also help us with outreach. So we go to a lot of community events like Riverside Historic Home does their ice cream social day. And we oh table gosh, there yeah. so volunteers can help table and talk to community members about parks and what they'd like to see uh, and help answer questions. Um, and ambassadors also help us reach more of the community just by kind of being like a little megaphone that amplifies yeah, yeah. Um, what we're doing, what programs are happening, our volunteer needs, ways people can help and get involved. Um, so if you're passionate about parks and want to get more involved, being a park ambassador's it's a good way to get started. So do you pick a particular park to be an ambassador for, or you're just an ambassador for all parks? Um, we have our ambassadors kind of pick a park that okay. they're most interested in. Um, Wolfville's a really big place. Yeah. So um, <laughs> being an ambassador is a good way to stop yourself from having to drive all the way across the county. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. <laughs> and some of our parks... Um, they're big, and people don't realize they're there. Like Long Run Park is gigantic. Um, and it's pretty close to the Parklands, but because it's so close to the Parklands, people forget about Long Run right. Park. Um, and so the Park Ambassador at Long Run, for example, can work with neighbors in the surrounding community. Just one, let people know that the park's there. Yeah. Um, and two, get people more involved in, in what's happening. Yeah. I'm speaking today with the Volunteer Program Coordinator for Louisville Metro Parks and Recreation. Her name's Sarah Flarsheim Tyler. You can learn more about how to get involved in this new year in your parks at bestparksever.com, or you can give them a call during business hours at 502-574-PARK. Uh, I, you know, should have started off the interview asking a little bit more about you yeah. before I dove into all the details. <laughs> I'm not excited about me. I'm know, excited I'm about parks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am. So tell me, how did you get into this work? What's your background? Are you native to Louisville or what? I'm not native to Louisville, but this job was my dream job. Is it? Yeah. So oh. I've done it. I've achieved my dream, everybody. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, I, I went to Murray State University nice. and got a degree in conservation biology. Oh. Um and my first job was at Land Between the Lakes National Recreation oh, wow. Area. And I worked. That um, sounds like a dream. Yeah, I worked at the Nature Center and Brandon Springs Education Camp. Oh, um, so wow. I, I basically just got to talk to people all day about how cool nature is. Yes. Um, and that's where I really 
got super excited to work with the community um, and people who just have like the tiniest grain of interest in the outdoors. (laughs) I like to just like kindle that into a flame of environmental stewardship. Burning passion, (laughs) if you will. Um, And so, so that kind of set me on this path um, to figure out how I can get people more, more involved with the outdoors. Um, And working with volunteers is just a, it's a good fit. Yeah. And you're dealing with all kinds of people, all ages, right? Yeah. Um, to be a, an official volunteer, you have to be 15. But um, we have volunteers, of course, who have kids. Yeah. Um, sure and if you want to bring your kids, they won't count as official volunteers, but we'll give them a shovel and we'll put them to work. Wow. Cool. Um, and it's, I mean, I think it's important. When I was a kid, I volunteered um, and I have memories of doing that. And I think that really helped, again, put me on this this path to where I am. So I definitely want to see more kids outside volunteering and getting involved and learning about their parks and their, their natural areas. And you've got, you know, retirees and seniors helping out Mm -hmm. too, right? Yeah. We've got, um, I think like 15 to 99 years old. Wow. People volunteering. Um, that's amazing. And if you are of, of the working age, um, don't worry, have no fear. We have volunteer opportunities nights and weekends during peak season in the summer when the oh, sun's still out yeah um so i know it's as someone who's almost 30 has a hard <laughs> time finding ways to volunteer um being able to show up somewhere at 6 30 at night and, yeah. and volunteer is it's rare but we've got it wow that's great okay good i'm glad i got to lo- know a little bit more about you let's keep talking about other opportunities that maybe a little less common a little less what you thought about what about the adopt a park program so yeah, we've got an adopt park program. It's just like adopting a mile of the highway. Right, <laughs> and usually that's just for litter. Is that what this is? So around? we do have a lot of litter. Yeah. And adopting a park, definitely, we would love for you to come stop by the park every week and clean up litter. But we don't even ask that much of you. Right. Um, adopting a park is for any organized community group, Boy Scout troop, business who wants to help keep a park near them looking nice. Yeah. Um. You'll get your name on like a big sign really? in the park. Yeah. I was wondering if there's You'll get a, a big sign. adoption adoption sign. <laughs> um, and all we ask is that your group stop by the park four times a year to do some kind of project for the park. Wow. Um, some parks require more than others, depending on size and sure. what they've got. Um, but even in the small parks, we've got groups that stop by and just cut back honeysuckle. Yes, please. In the spring and the fall. <laughs> do a litter cleanup in the summer um, and, and check on the park in the winter and do a like edging and, and just a little t- finishing details. Okay. Um, paint so, the shelter every two years, that kind of thing. Is that, is that, do they just do that on their own or is it coordinated with you all? And then tools are brought and stuff like that. And a plan is made. Or? Yeah. So it depends on what the group wants to do. Um, if it's something simple, like doing a trash cleanup, the group can just head out there right. on their own. They can also check out litter pickers and garbage bags from us oh, really? if they need tools. So you don't have to bend over. That'd you don't nice. have to bend over. <laughs> um, for something more involved, like a uh, shelter painting, um, mm. we'll work with the group. And if they want a staff member there, we'll be there. Mm. If they're feeling good and confident, we'll get them paint and all the tools they need. Wow. Um, give them to the group leader so that they can show up and, and paint when they'd like. Okay, so this is reminding me of Central Park Improvement Day, which I know yes. about from volunteering with the Old Louisville folks. Have they adopted that park? They is are that, an adopted okay. park group. Yeah. yeah That's okay. a perfect example. Perfect example there. Okay, they do great work every fall and spring. Yes, like clockwork. There's a big crew of volunteers and they're always trying to meet 
get me to get more L students <laughs> out there. We've had like the women's basketball team out there mm-hmm. spreading mulch and stuff like that. It's fun. Uh, cool. All right. Uh, so you can adopt a park. Do you learn about that at bestparksever.com too? You do. Okay. All right. Uh, what about some other ways to get involved? Maybe that aren't so green related, but related to the recreational side of things. Yeah. If you're more of an indoor person, I understand. <laughs> it's not for everybody. Um, can you volunteer got... at the pool? Uh, we don't actually have volunteer opportunities at the pool, okay. but if you'd like to be a lifeguard, we would love to have you. Hiring lifeguards we now. We are hiring lifeguards yeah. now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've got our community centers and our athletics division. Um, our athletics division, I like to consider as being fairly fun focused. Uh, <laughs> there are ways to be very competitive in Louisville. Yeah. Um, and then there's ways to have fun. And I consider us on the fun end of the spectrum. Cool. Uh, we've got youth basketball coming up. Um, and we are looking for volunteer coaches if you're interested. Coaches. Wow. Um, and I know being a coach can sound scary, um, but just keep in mind, we're fun focused. So what, what ages are we talking about? We have, I think it's six years old to 14 wow. in separate divisions. Um, and, and so depending on your comfort level, kind of place you. And how are the teams formed? Are they school-based or? They are kids who sign up. So oh. we get kids from all over, all ranges of experience. Um, but again, we're, we're more fun focused. So for a lot of kids, it is their first time playing the sport. Yeah. Um, so our coaches are, are more about developing a sense of team, learning basic drills, um, more than, you know, trying yeah. to get on the Olympic team. Right. Right. But what kind of a time commitment is it? How much playing is actually happening, practicing? Yeah. Um, our seasons run from six to eight weeks, depending on the sport. Um, and our volunteers are asked to commit about three hours a week. Um, during that period, not a huge commitment. Um, that's an hour practice and then like two hours, maybe for games. Okay. Um, plus or minus a little bit, you could get out in two hours for the week, Um, but just to be conservative, (laughs) we'll say three. Um, and yeah, volunteers set the practice time for their team, the coaches. So it can kind of work around your schedule. Um, and then games for basketball are going to be in the evenings during the week, um, at the community centers. Our outdoor sports have Saturday games throughout the season. Um, and, and what we, are some of those sports? Yeah, we do the big five. So let's see if I can remember them. <laughs> Basketball, volleyball, soccer, baseball, flag football. There we go. Flag football. Wow. Cool. Um, so if you have experience in any of those sports and are willing to be... Even if you don't have experience, if you have oh, really? a casual passion, <laughs> if you enjoy watching... I threw a ball once. Yes. <laughs> if you have seen a basketball and you were like, yeah, I kind of know the rules, come join us. And that's for coaching and refereeing? Coaching, refereeing, timekeepers. Timekeepers? Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I assume all those people have to go through that training you mentioned earlier about mentoring youth. I can't remember the yeah, name. Yeah, so our, our volunteers that work with youth do go through a couple extra steps. Um, we have a background check and a child abuse and neglect check, which is all done through DocuSign, so it takes two minutes of your life. Oh, wow. Um, and then we've got child abuse or child, yeah, our child abuse policy, child neglect policy. There's a training yeah. to make sure that all of our volunteers know what our policies are, know how to ensure the safety of our youth throughout volunteer service. Okay. Okay. Youth basketball starting January 10th. Yes. Thank and you. if you have a kid who wants to play basketball, sign them up. They can do that at bestparksever.com too. Wow. Is it free? I do not know. Hmm. That's a great question. Hmm. 
Okay. Um, and then you're looking for volunteers who can help with the Dare to Care Kids Cafe. What is that? So um, if you're in Louisville, you might have heard of Dare to Care. It is a huge <laughs> yeah, nonprofit. To, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a huge nonprofit that helps ensure that everyone in Louisville has food to eat, yeah. which is just so important. Um, and our community centers, and we are fortunate enough to have partnered with Dare to Care to be a food site. So Monday through Thursday in the afternoon after school, kids can come and eat a hot dinner oh, at our community after centers school. Okay. for free. So for kids who might not have access to regular food at home, we are a one-stop shop for dinner. Which is shockingly uh, uh, common in our yes, community, unfortunately. unfortunately. Yeah, a lot of kids are, the only meals they're getting are at school. So does this only operate on the school calendar then? Um, we also have summer programs with Dare to Care as well. Okay. Um, and yeah, volunteers show up for it to only about an hour. We say an hour and a half again to be conservative with your time. Yeah. Um, and volunteers help set up, serve, and clean up dinner service. Mm. Um, and but chat not with cooking. kids. Not cooking. Okay. Just, yeah. <laughs> the food comes in like ready to go, and volunteers just help dole it out. Wow. Um, and it's a great way to talk to kids, to, to get to know the community a little bit, bit better around our community centers. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a lot of fun. Oh, wow. Anything else I missed in terms of the sort of uh, unusual volunteer opportunities you might not expecting? Ooh, we have um, historic homes, too. Oh, I forget right. About them. Yeah. So, docents. Uh, you we need have, yeah, docents. docents. Wow. So, uh, Riverside, the Farnsley Mormon Landing, is one of our two historic homes. The other is Locust Grove, and they have a nonprofit partner, again, that helps run their whole shindig. Wow. Um, but Riverside volunteers are in our, our little bubble. Uh-huh. Um, and it is, if you haven't been to Riverside, I highly recommend it. It is I still very cool. Been, I, well, I haven't been on a docent tour. I've been to the place, yeah. but I haven't really done it fully. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there are volunteer docents and we also have a historic garden out there. We're gardening like it's 1850. Yeah. That's um, great. So volunteers help care for that garden as well as the other just for show gardens around the um, mm-hmm. the building and the homes. Um, and it's it's really cool. If you like history, have any interest in it, uh, there's archaeology out there, too. Oh, wow. It's, yeah. It's wow. it's chock full of cool stuff. Wow. Um, oh, man. What a park system we have. Right? Really is the best parks ever. <laughs> <laughs> and getting back to more environmentally related stuff, the next tree planting that we know about is going to be on Martin Luther King Day. Yes. Um, we are going to be planting Monday, January 17th, um, 1 to 4 p.m. We are sorting out the details of where volunteers should meet up. Okay. But you can go ahead and sign up online if you're interested in planting. Wow. Um, and, yeah, it's going to be our big January planting. Wow. Start 2022 <laughs> off right yeah. with a big planting on MLK Day, which is a great day of service. People call it a day on instead of a day off, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah that's the slogan. Um, and we, we really do mean it. Um, yeah. And we, I mean, we want to make Louisville a greener place for everybody. So yeah. we hope you'll join us. Well, it really does seem like you have one of the best jobs ever. It's true. I know. (laughs) Call that my resume. Best jobs ever. (laughs) You get to work with all kinds of motivated people and just cultivate their 
spark of love for their community and for nature, right? Yeah. And and get the volunteer bug growing. And it's so it's such important work too because volunteering can be a little intimidating if you've never done it before, especially like now when I go to a tree planting, I'm like you don't even need to tell me what to do. I'm just gonna <laughs> do my thing, right? But if if I've never done planted a tree in our urban environment before, it can be a little like I'm not sure. So so thank you so much for helping yeah. get people oriented and motivated. Thanks so much. Yeah, it's great having you in our city and helping make it better. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're hesitant at all to come volunteer, definitely don't be. We, I mean, we've had all kinds of folks volunteer for the first time with us. Everyone does it. Yeah. Everyone has a first time. Yeah. Uh, And it's a, it's a lot of fun. And no matter where your skill set is, if you have just the tiniest bit of interest, we'd love to come teach you and have you join us. Well, great. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me here in the studios of Forward Radio, Sarah. Yeah, absolutely. I've been speaking with Sarah Flarsheim-Tyler. She is Volunteer Program Coordinator for Louisville Metro Parks and Recreation. You can get in touch with her and get signed up as a volunteer for 2022 at bestparksever.com or give them a call during business hours at 502-574-PARK. Well, thank you so much, and have a great 2022. Yeah. Hard yeah. to believe it's almost here. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I'll see you out on the streets with some more tree plantings. <laughs> Stay tuned, everybody. Coming up in just a minute, we got your community action calendar. Oh, yeah. Even this week, there are ways you can get engaged in sustainability. So stay tuned. While the sun shines bright on my old Kentucky home Tis summer and the people are gay And the corn tops rise while the meadows are in bloom Them birds are making music all the day Said weep no more, my lady, oh Song for my old Kentucky home, for my old Kentucky home far away. Now the young folks roll on that little cabin floor. Oh, maybe all happy and bright. By and by, hard times are coming knocking at the door. My old Kentucky home, good night. And we are back here on Sustainability Now for the very last time in 2021 with your community action calendar as we enjoy the sweet, sweet sounds of Apple Latin, our fine local friends who have given us permission to use their music and the podcast versions of our programs, which you can all find archived going back over the four plus years of doing this and all of our local programs at forwardradio.org. And just a reminder, if you want to make a New Year's resolution to get more engaged in your community while helping us out here at Forward Radio with your volunteer time or your contributions, it would be a wonderful way to contribute in 2022. We need your help to stay on the air. We cannot do this without you. And we want to be an amplifier for your voice. So if you've got issues you want to share with the community or ideas for new programming, could be culture, could be news, could be community affairs, 
whatever you want, go to forwardradio.org, click on participate to volunteer today, and click on donate to chip in a few bucks in this season of giving to help keep us sustained for another year strong. Well, get your pencils sharpened and your calendars out, your 2022 calendars, you're very into the 21 calendar, uh, to note a few things going on this week. First, just a reminder about what Sarah said. You you and your neighborhood association can request up to 50 free trees. The Division of Community Forestry can give your neighborhood association up to 50 free trees to plant along the right of way in your neighborhood. The trees need to be planted by April of 2022. And to get started, just contact the Division of Community Forestry and email them at communityforestry at louisvilleky.gov. And a reminder that at Waterfront Botanical Gardens at the very north end of Frankfurt Avenue, 1435 Frankfurt Avenue, there is a great program called Gardens A Glimmer taking place daily through the very end of the year from 5.45 to 9 p.m. each day. You can support your local botanical garden built on an abandoned landfill while enjoying a sparkling winter wonderland. You can wander the Beargrass Creek pathway under icicle arches and a waterfall stream aglow. This is a self-guided walking experience. Uh, hot beverages and cookies are available for purchase from Khalil's in the Jingle All the Way Cafe. Once you arrive, you can stay as long as you like, but they recommend about 45 minutes for the full stroll and lights will turn off at 9 p.m. There are timed tickets for starting and they are staggered beginning at 5.45 p.m. each day. You can get your ticket for a particular starting time in advance at waterfrontgardens.org and learn more there about Gardens A Glimmer. And also a reminder of a couple volunteer opportunities coming up this Sunday. Hip Hop Cares Sunday Serve is every Sunday of the year from 10.30 a.m. to noon at First and Broadway. Hip Hop Cares serves between two and 300 members of our community who are experiencing hunger and who are houseless. This pandemic has posed many challenges, particularly for the friends that they serve. They need you and would love more volunteer involvement. There are several ways you can help out. If you'd like to make food for the Sunday serve, they would love it. Volunteers prepare meals, place them in a to-go container, and bring them to First and Broadway on Sundays at about 10.30 a.m. If you or your group would like to volunteer to help out with the Sunday serve, everyone is welcome. They start setting up at 10.30 a.m. at First and Broadway and serve at 11. They'd love to see you. If you can bring a donation, they always need things like water and socks, snacks and soft fruit, underwear, gift cards for local grocery stores, uh, toiletries and basic necessities, you can find the link uh, to get more information at facebook.com slash hiphopcares502. That's facebook.com slash hiphopcares502. And the other Sunday volunteer opportunity right after that, you can, once you've done serving the food, you can go get your hands dirty with us at Compost Church at U of L, the Community Composting Volunteer Day, every Sunday from noon to 2 p.m., including, yes, including this Sunday as well. Uh, it's at uh, 250 East Bloom Street, just one block north of Cardinal Boulevard between Brook and Floyd Streets on the east side of the railroad tracks. Come help us turn trash into trash 
treasure as we manage this volunteer-powered community composting operation. Be sure to dress to get dirty. Uh, boots are highly recommended. Uh, tools are provided. You can learn about worm composting, and then all participants are welcome to haul back home any rich UofL compost for their own gardening projects. Just bring whatever container or vehicle you want to take it home in. It's a weekly service opportunity throughout the year, and you can learn more about it at louisville.edu slash sustainability. Also coming up on Sunday, January 2nd, from 2 to 3.30 p.m., it's the first Sunday nature hike out at Bernheim. Join Volunteer Naturalist for an engaging nature hike on the first Sunday of each month. These hikes are longer than Bernheim's first Saturday hikes and are aimed primarily at adults, but children six years and up are welcome. Pets, however, are not. They ask that all visitors bring masks in case social distancing is not possible throughout the hike. Advanced registration is required uh, by the day before the hike, and you can do so at Bernheim.org. That's B-E-R-N-H-E-I-M.org for the first Sunday nature hike this Sunday, January 2nd from 2 to 3.30 p.m. And stay tuned to Sustainability Now. Next week, we're going to have a field ambassador from Bernheim on the program talking all about getting youth of color more engaged in Bernheim and uh, green careers. So check that out next week here on Sustainability Now. Also want to let you know about a deadline coming up in February to nominate your building or project for the Kilowatt Crackdown. The Louisville Energy Alliance challenges building owners and operators in the greater Louisville area to realize the benefits of energy efficiency by participating in the annual Kilowatt Crackdown. It's easy. All you have to do is benchmark your facility's energy use with Portfolio Manager, which is EPA's free online benchmarking tool. With global temperatures on the rise, it's now more important than ever to create efficiencies and cut energy costs. So don't miss this opportunity to get recognized for your energy-saving efforts. Nominate your building or project today at louisvilleenergyalliance.org. And the deadline to nominate your building or project is February 28th coming up. And go to louisvilleenergyalliance.org for more information. Another really interesting thing I want to let you know about that is that appointments are now being accepted for a new low-income household water assistant program, or LEWAP. <laughs> Eligible residents can apply for water and wastewater billing assistance. Back on December 14th, Louisville Metro Office of Resilience and Community Services began accepting these appointments for the new low-income household water assistance program, a temporary emergency water and wastewater program intended to help low-income households and families during the pandemic. Similar to the long-standing LIHEAP low-income home energy assistance program, LEWAP will assist Jefferson County households with 150% of the federal poverty guidelines, but with water and wastewater benefits instead of home energy. LEWAP is federally funded through the Consolidated Appropriations Act and the American Rescue Plan of 2021 and will consist of two components. One, the crisis component, which provides assistance to eligible households experiencing a home water service crisis, and two, the subsidy component, which provides assistance to all eligible households regardless of the status of their water bill. The crisis component operates from now through June 1st of 2022 or until available funds have been expended. The subsidy component will begin operating January 10th. 
However, pre-registration opportunities are available for elderly and those with disabilities who meet other criteria. Uh, appointments are required in advance to apply for LIWAP. Jefferson County residents uh, meeting eligibility can call the automated scheduler at 502-991-8391 or visit online at louisvilleky.cascheduler.com louisvilleky.cascheduler.com or call 502-991-8391. Eligibility for the crisis component requires that the household be within 150% of 2021-22 federal poverty guidelines and Louisville water account holders in arrears or active payment plans due to arrears or received a past due or disconnect notice or water service has already been disconnected. And eligibility for pre-registration of the subsidy component, which begins January 10th, requires that the households be within 150% of federal poverty guidelines, regardless of the status of their water bill. And households include elderly individuals, 60 years or older, or persons with disabilities who received a fixed income. Applicants who meet these criteria for the crisis component will also be processed for the subsidy pre-registration. Starting January 10th, all income households in Jefferson County can apply for the LIWAP subsidy component. Again, the place to go to get started is louisvilleky.cascheduler.com or 502-991-8391. And a reminder that uh, LGNE and K Kentucky Utilities have uh, submitted their long-range plans to the Public Service Commission. They're called the Integrated Resource Plan, and they are up for public review right now. These are long-range roadmaps developed by utilities to describe how they plan to meet the energy needs of their area under the next several years. Louisville Metro Government will be submitting comments pertaining to the Louisville Clean Energy Resolution and Sustainability Goals, but residents can also view these integrated resource plans and make comment. All you got to do is go to psc.ky.gov to submit your formal comments referencing the case number. You're going to need the case number at psc.ky.gov. It's 2021-00393. That's 2021-00393. And learn more at psc.ky.gov. And just a reminder, too, that support is needed for the latest victims of the global climate crisis, our friends out in western Kentucky who are so impacted by those December 11th tornadoes. Our friends at our sister station, Art FM, have assembled some fantastic resources for those in need and for those wanting to give. It's all at artxfm.com slash tornado. Artxfm.com slash tornado. You'll find links there to the Team Western Kentucky Tornado Relief Fund, the Lee Initiative, which is helping those in the restaurant industry, uh, the Great collaboration between Hood to the Holler and the Commonwealth Alliance Donor Table, prioritizing aid to uh, black, indigenous, people of color, refugee, immigrant, and poor and working class Kentuckians, uh, the Mennonite Disaster Service, which is seeking volunteers as well as donations, Planned Parenthood of Kentucky that's helping out uh, women and mothers. Uh, Queer Kentucky uh, has some resources there for helping out those in Western Kentucky. And uh, there's also some specific programs helping artists. Wood Songs Instrument Exchange and the CERF Plus 
artist disaster relief. You can learn more. Find all those links at artxfm.com slash tornado. And that's it for 2021 here on Sustainability Now. I thank you all so much for tuning in. I hope you'll join us again in the new year. Until then, be well, my friends. Thank you.